y'all get, y'all got to keep me honest. 20 minutes or less. And it says, but you are a chosen generation. It says you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. It's special people. Everybody say special. Special. I like the King James Version of that. King James Version of that says you are a peculiar people. That you might proclaim the praises of him who called you out. He called you out of darkness to his marvelous light. First thing we must understand as the people of God is that we have been chosen by God. That means that we are chosen with a purpose. That means that we are special. That means that we came into the earth on an assignment from God. How many of you believe that there is no accidents in God? Amen. The Bible says we are a royal priesthood. That means that we are kings and priests unto our God. We come from a bloodline of significance. Look at your neighbor and say, you are significant. You are significant. Because you really are. And he says we're his special people. In other words, we're called to be different. We're designed to be different. We are designed as the people of God to be unique among all the peoples of the earth. And what are we to do? It says there in that verse that we are to proclaim the praises of him who called us. So our mission as the people of God is to proclaim and to promote Jesus Christ. How many know that it's all about Christ? We were brought into this earth. Our number one agenda as the church is to proclaim Jesus Christ. To let the world know, to let the community know that it's all about Jesus, like the song we just sung uh, just a few moments ago. I like what First Peter says, and First Peter says it this way, that, that you also, this is First Peter 2, 5, it says you also as living stones. Every one of you are a living stone. That's what we are, we're stones. Are being built up, all right? This, this is what God is doing, as a spiritual house. I like this. A holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices that is acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, which simply means that we are the people of God. We are the church of God. We are, this is, how many know that, that the church is not a man-made institution? It is built by God, called by God. Jesus Christ himself being the chief's cornerstone, he is the head and the founder of the church. Jesus Christ, he is the one who determines how his church is to function in the earth. So I want to talk a little bit about that because um, how many know it's important that the church understands and knows her authority? I really do believe that we are not walking in the authority that Jesus Christ has gave us as the people of God. I really do believe that. And, 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 I, and, I, and I hit it on it yesterday because there is so much power that Jesus Christ has given to the church. So much power. And yet, we don't tap into it the way that we should. How many know that we don't just have to tolerate the way things are right now? Amen. Amen. Because you have authority. Look at your neighbor and say you have authority. You have authority. You have authority. Now, let's tap a little bit into, into this. In Matthew chapter 16, verses 18 through 19. We read this verse many a times. People talk about this verse. But I really want you to think about it for a moment. Because as we are praying tonight, as we kick off Consecration Week, it is important that you pray with authority. Amen. 
It is important that when you open your mouth that you don't come. The Bible says that we're to come boldly unto the throne of grace. That's right. So it's important tonight that when you cry out to God, that when you speak to God, that you speak knowing that you are supposed to be here. That's right. Meaning that you have been sanctioned by God and you have authority to talk to God. Yeah. Not everybody has that right. That right is reserved for the children of God. Yeah, See, good. not everybody has that, but you do, you have it. He said, now watch this. And I also say to you, this is Jesus talking to Peter and the disciples. He said, also I say to you, that you are Peter, watch this, and upon this rock, or this truth, I will build my church. There it is right there. Amen. Jesus says, I will build my church. He didn't say that he was going to build somebody else's church. He says, I'm going to build my church. Yeah. And you remember those living stones? Guess who the church is? The church is comprised of all those living stones. You, Everyone who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior is a living stone. And by default, you represent the church. And even a step further, you are the church. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you're the church. You're the church. Amen. Look at this. Now, look how deep it gets. Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Look at this, church. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So, let's go back. Jesus is the builder of the church. Yes. He says that the gates of hell would not prevail against the church. Now, how many know that the gates of hell is going to prevail against a lot of things? And it is prevailing against a lot of things and a lot of people today. Am I right about it? Amen. But one thing that the gates of hell will not prevail against, listen to this, church. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Amen. Amen. The church is here today to stay. Amen. The church is forever. There is no end to the church. Are you hearing that? The That's church. Right. Isn't the gates of hell? The gates of hell is going to try. The gates of hell is going to try to intimidate you. The gates of hell is going to do everything it can to, to silence your voice. Because the enemy don't want you to speak the words of God. The enemy don't want you to talk about the truth of God. But how many know it is the truth that make men free? Amen. Amen. And if people don't get truth, they will never get free. Are you hearing what I'm saying, right. church? That's right. It's the truth that make men free. So the gate of hell will not prevail against us. But watch this. He says, he says, I give you the keys. Anybody got any keys? If you have keys, just take your keys out of your pocket for a moment. Just hold them up. Come on, that's right. Hold your keys. There you go. Hold, hold See, when you've got keys, how many know keys means that you have access? Are y'all getting this? You have authority. See, when I see, see, if somebody else try to go to my car, come on, church, right. and they don't have the key, they can't drive my car. That's right. They can break in all day long, but they will not be able to drive it unless you are some really, really sophisticated criminal. Because not legally anyway, because they don't have authority. They don't have the keys. Jesus said this, that I will give you the keys, look at this church, to the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Amen. Oh, some of y'all didn't get that. How many know that there's unlimited power in heaven? That's right. That's right. Wow. That's right. He said, I will give you the keys, watch this, to the kingdom of heaven. 
How many know that speaks? Now what Jesus is saying is, I'm going to give you authority in the earth. Now what you say, what you do, all of heaven is going to back you because I'm giving that authority to you. Remember I said a moment ago that folks don't recognize and realize the church don't understand her authority? Listen, you have been granted authority by Jesus Christ himself. He said, look, I'm giving you the keys. Whatever you need, you have authority to go in and pull stuff down to heaven, pull it from, from, from heaven down to the earth. Isn't that amazing? Amen. He says, you can do that. That's, right. That's why I said a moment ago, we don't have to just tolerate things. That's right. We don't just have to sit back and just let the world go to hell and just sit back and just eat popcorn and chill out and wait for Jesus to come back. No, he said, I gave you authority. You are supposed to declare some things. You are supposed to pull some things from heaven down on the earth. Amen. Are y'all hearing that? Now, now, here's what Jesus said. Watch this. He says, now, he says, now, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth. Are y'all getting this? Whatever you bind, watch this, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. In other words, whatever you bind, whatever you restrict, evil, whatever you restrict on earth, here's what Jesus said, all heaven got your back. We're going to hold it up in heaven. Yes. Because I'm giving you authority. Yes. Yes. Oh, y'all getting that. So he said, look, listen, he said, so whatever you bind on the earth, it's going to be bound in heaven. In other words, we, oh, Jesus said, I'm with you. And then he takes it a step further. Look at it. He said, and whatever you loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. Ah, y'all getting this? So whatever, whatever we loose, whatever we declare, how many know that God wants to declare some things on the earth? God, listen, if we need healing, if we need deliverance, if men need to be made free, how many know we need to loose it from heaven? We can declare it, and God said, I'll loose it from heaven. I'll give you what you need. Because you've got the key. You have access. Not everybody has that. So, so I want you to understand something. So by coming here tonight, you need to realize that you have authority. Amen. 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 We have authority to change what's out there. Because listen, when you go and speak and decree a thing, all of heaven will get behind you. That's right. That's right. Are y'all hearing that this That's morning? That's right. That's right. Look at the neighbor say, I got keys. Look at the day again and say, now I'm gonna use them. Now I'm gonna use them. So we gotta, so we gotta be so so listen. So we gotta understand that we have power, we have authority. And so when we come in here praying tonight, we come knowing that what we say and what we decree tonight, we, listen, all heaven is gonna back us and give us what we want. Because how many of you want healing for our nation? We're praying for America, amen. amen. How many of we, we need healing in America? America needs healing, and we're going to declare, we're the church, we're going to step in here, and we're going to unlock some things in heaven. We're going to unlock healing. We're going to unlock the deliverance. Amen. We're going to unlock some things. Amen. That's good. And he goes on to say, now watch this. I'm going to jump on over to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. How, many, how much more time I got? I'm doing okay? I'm under 20? Seven minutes. Seven minutes. All right. <laughs> Don't say that with such authority. <laughs> Second, second, second Timothy, chapter 2. Watch this. Now, 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 here's the key. Now, I want to read this verse to you because this is important because oftentimes we're not, we're not accessing the authority that we have because we are too entangled. Everybody say entangled. Second Timothy 2, verses 3 and 4 says this. You, therefore, must endure hardship. How many know it's going to be hard? That's right. How many know it ain't easy? 
How many know you're in a war? You're in a fight. But greater is he that is in you than he that is where? In the world. Am I right about it? He said, now, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier. Last time I checked, soldiers are usually on the battlefield. That's right. You're on the battlefield. No one engaged in warfare, watch this, entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Now, here's the problem. Here's the reason why we're not unlocking some things. We're not finding some. This is why, because we're too entangled with the things of the world. And so the authority that we have is being left on the shelf. Amen. Because we're walking not in the authority that has been granted us. We're too entangled. How many know when you're too entangled, you're not focused? We are too entangled, you're not praying. We are too entangled, you're not hearing from God. You're hearing from something, but how many know that not, 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 not everything you were hearing is necessarily from God, what people are saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying this, today? So we need to understand that. So we can't be entangled. We got to allow ourselves to be, to be free and, and, and focused. That's what, the, what, what Consecration Week is all about. It's kind of like refocusing yourself because we all have a tendency to... to to, to get out of focus. Am I right about it? Amen. Life sometimes will bring you out of focus. You need times like this to bring you back so that you can make sure that you're operating the authority that God gave you, that God gave us. And look at this. In the first Corinthians chapter 10, 13, it says, now, and I'll read this. First Corinthians, uh, yes, first Corinthians chapter 1, verses 10 through 13. It says, now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is Paul talking to the church. That you all speak the same thing. Mm. That there be no divisions among you. But that you be perfectly joined together in the same spirit, same mind, and in the same judgment. For it has been declared to me according to concerning you, my brethren, by, the, by those of Chloe's household, the Preston's household. Amen. <laughs> Chloe, <laughs> by Chloe's household. Chloe didn't even know she was in the Bible. Amen. <laughs> that there are contentions among you. Look at that. See? Now I say this that each of you says, I'm of Paul. I'm of Apollos. I'm of Cephas. I'm of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Paul is saying, church, if we're going to exercise the authority that we have on the earth, let me know that we got to speak the same thing. That's good. We got to be on one accord. That's good. We can't be tearing each other up. We can't be bike fighting. We can't be stabbing each other in the back. We're in the water. And I don't know about you, but when I'm on the battlefield, I don't need the folks who's supposed to be on my side sticking knives in my back. Are you hearing me? That's good. The OJs used to have a song, The Backstabbers. Anybody remember that? <laughs> oh, God. So we must not be divided. The church must be unified. He says, there are contentions. Some are saying, oh, I'm a Paul. I'm a Apollos. Now watch this. We got folk in the church saying, I'm of this group. I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'm this. I'm that. And watch this. And we're allowing that stuff to divide us. Mm. Now I'm talking about the church. How many know the church is divided? Yeah. Oh, let me come a little closer. See, it's over. Listen to me. It's one thing to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to vote, I'm going to do it. I got no problem with that. But how many know that shouldn't divide us from our core mission as Christians? Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. 
So he said, some saying I'm a Paul. So it's the same thing. Some saying I'm of this group. Some saying I'm of that. No, we're of the we're of Christ. Christ is not divided. Are you hearing me? So his church can't be divided. That's that. Because when we're divided, we lose our ability to change anything. We become a part of the problem and we don't become the solution. Therefore, the world stays where it is. And all we do is have nice, cozy church on Sundays until somebody take us off and then we run into the next place. Are you hear what I'm saying? But we need to come, everybody say, come together. Come together. We need to come together. So we're going to be the agent of change. We must get our house in order. See, I'm a firm believer in this. It's about the church. It's about the church. So I want you to understand tonight. So we're going to pray tonight for the church of Jesus Christ. We're going to be, we got to, we got, we're going to be praying for a lot of things this week, but tonight we're going to pray that God just bring his church together, that God will unify the church, that the church will become bold, that the church will stop putting his tail between his legs and running because, because they don't want to offend nobody. We, we, we're going to, how many know that for the sake of truth, you can give the truth, but you got to give it in love, but how many know you got to give it? Amen. So we're going to pray for the church. We're going to pray for us, the body of Christ, that God will position the church so that the church can truly be the agent of change that God has called it to be. Amen? Amen. Let's pray.